Hey, Daniel Ramsey here with my outdoors today. I've got the pleasure of talking to Brian Beers, who is a franchisee. And I'm excited because we're going to talk about talent and his journey to getting the leverage that he needs. Brian, thanks for joining me today. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Okay. So let's talk your story, man. how did you find out about my outdoors? What was kind of the process? And then what's been your experience? Yes, yeah, so I, I found out my outdesk through Abundance that yep. uh, you know both me and you were members of, and you know we had used outsource companies in the past, uh, yep. but it was more on a one-to-one -one kind of ratio with on Odesk, and so you know we had some varying experiences in it, and you know I, for you guys, what I really liked was you know a lot of the work that you guys did up to the point to find the VA and ensure that we're getting uh, you know a, a high-quality kind of vetted candidate because the, the the biggest challenge or, or a roadblock is the trust, right? Because yeah. we give them access to our servers and, you know, eventually, you know, financial information and, you know, with you guys, I felt that, you know, you'd have done a lot of the legwork to, to establish some of that trust from the beginning. And so far it's been, been nothing but a, but a great experience. And tell the audience a little bit about your business. Like you, you own multiple locations, you're a franchisee of a large company, like talk to us about your background and who you are. And sure. Yep. So, uh, we operate currently 12, um, Midas, uh, automotive repair franchises, uh, in the Philadelphia area. Yep. Our family's been in the business for you know a long time. My brother and I joined a number of years ago and have you know about double the size of our business in the last uh, three to four years. And in the next couple of years, we look to to double again, both in the Midas business and also you know get into real estate and some other some other ventures. You know, as we continue to you know want to grow, we got to try to multiply our efforts, and and that's really where you know kind of the VA for the first one came into play was to try to take away tasks that you know, or kind of lower value tasks. So I could focus on higher value tasks to continue yep. to work towards these larger uh, goals. What was that like that conversation? Cause I, I love it. We were, you decided you wanted to buy some time back and you and I were talking, what, what was the aha moment for you and your brother? To decide to go with uh, my, yeah. I don't, I don't know. You know, we've used it in the past and, you know, I, I hear of other guys, how they, how they utilize it. And, you know, is really the, the idea that, you know, we're never really going to truly know until we do it. You know, we can have all these great theories and conversations and ways you think it's going to work, but until you, until you live it and, and realize it, you don't really appreciate it. And so, yeah. you know, so now that I've been, I don't know, I guess we're, I don't know if it's been three months or not, but it, it, it's, it's been a couple and, you know, we're starting to have some of those where, you know, Anne has tasks that she is now independently of me, you know, achieving and communicating with managers and getting things done that, you know, is then completely off my radar and it's great. You know, I, I, I really, I, you know, it's been a great experience for us so far. One of my favorite texts that I got from you, which is great, was a picture of a barn door or a shed door. <laughs> talk, talk to me about that. Like what was happening and uh, why? So, was, so one of the, you know, the books or the audio you know, ideas was you want to give the VAs tasks that, but like a, a lesser value task or something you just don't want to do. Yeah. And so I, my, uh, I have an outdoor shed and I, I've been missing a, a door on it for like months just because it was this custom door and to find one, you have to like Home Depot didn't get it. You have to like do all this research to find a, a shed company. Yeah. So I, I sent her the picture and the dimensions and told her to like find me a door. And I don't know how long it took her, but she found one and I, I went out and picked it up and, and it was great. So, but it, you know, it's every day is when I'm trying now to figure out what are the next level tasks? What are the things I can give her that are beyond like right now it's a lot of quote repair and maintenance things. And it's like yep. repetitive tasks and it, you know, it's great because it kind of fills a void of jobs that I at random did. Now they're on schedule. So, that, so that's helpful. But, you know, I, I want to take it to the next level of training and working with her to act even more independently to fill things that keep you know moving projects along. 
Yep. And what, yeah. what's your advice to other franchisees, like owners, like what, what should they be thinking about when considering a service like ours? You know, I, I go back, it's the same mindset of what, you know, what your kind of end goal is. Right. And, and for me, it's continuing to grow. And I, I knew that, you know, if, if I kept focusing on all these little things, uh, they, they would take up like mind space and, and attention yes. and that the, what I'm buying, like you said, is, is time back. I'm buying the fact that, you know, I know once I train her how to do it, which takes time, there's, there's that curve, you know, yep. that I know you talk about. So I invest all this time in the beginning and train her how to do these things. And then from there, I'm like, it's almost set it and forget it. And then now my mind has space to then focus on, you know, higher dollar, you know, per hour tasks, yes. you know, things that only I can do, which is, you know, the, the growth mentality or, you know, diving into more of the profitability or some of the negotiations on, once again, buying more locations, investing in real estate, all the other things that we're working on, which uh, I can't substitute that, you know, I'm, I'm the leader on it. But if I didn't have her, I'd still be thinking about, oh, we're losing money here, we're losing money there. Someone needs to follow up with this person. And so yep. my day would then be the whirlwind of following up all these random, like non really super monetary tasks that I can focus on the big things and she can, she can get those things done. One of the so. fears that a lot of owners have is like, how do I integrate a virtual assistant into my team? Like have your individual branch managers embraced Anne and really kind of, you know, decided yeah, that this they, has been good. Yeah. And you know, I said it from the beginning that, you know, I made it obvious that she is an extension of me and I wanted to make sure that they treat her respect. And if she asked them to do something, it was the same as me directly asking them to do something. Uh, they, they get it. You know, she, she sends them a direct message. You know, we use Slack and so everything's on Slack. So it's all, right. kind of, you know, it's all very transparent to everybody. And she sends them a message. Like last night it was to, we're, we're returning some tires for all the stores and, you know, she sets up all the returns. She creates all the purchase orders. She processes credits. She works with the vendors to make sure that, you know, everything's good. And so the, the instruction was at, you know, four o'clock instruct all the managers to pull all these tires and send you pictures to confirm it's done. And, they complained about it, but they got it done. And anyway, so it's, it's, I, I think it's for other people, it's setting it up front of what the expectation is of who this person is and how you should respect and treat, uh, you know, that individual. Uh, cause then, you know, they're never going to meet her, you know, it's all, it's all virtual and it's all, um, you know, digital. So, but it, it's been fine I, for me. It's been, you know, and our guys are respectful and understand, you know, that, yep. you know, what to do and how to communicate. What's your best advice for somebody considering using our service and implementing kind of a blended model where some of your people are in in-house in office and some are outsourced and virtual professionals? Uh, I mean, my best advice is to just do it, uh, you know, cause if you never do it, you're never gonna, you're never gonna learn, you know, and for, you know, and, and our talk helped in terms of trying to detail out on what you could do. So throughout yep. the day, I even still have kind of an ongoing list of what a task that I, that I do that, I could, I could outsource it and I can give it to her. And so whenever yeah. one of those tasks come up, I either just give it to her or, you know, I, I do it, but then I, I work on a documentation. So I create a Google sheet with screenshots and step one, right. step two, do that. And then the next time it comes up, uh, I give it to her and then, then she, then she takes care of it. And so, you know, it's kind of just having the mindset of, Hey, is this something I could outsource? And then working through that, that concept of how do I train it? What are the, what are the steps? And then if, if every day there's one or two little things I can do, eventually, you know, it, it, uh, that's how you, that's how you, that's how you move it. And this is for, for the position we have, which is more like an executive assistant level, you know, the, the future that we're talking about and adding somebody soon is somebody in the back office. And then that will right. be purely just a replacement or an addition of an existing role, which is, which is a lot more clearly defined in terms of, you know, accounts payable, accounts receivable, you know, reconciling bank accounts, credit cards. Uh, it's a role that somebody arts does. Uh, we just feel that the VA is going to be a, a cheaper B 
be probably a lot more technologically advanced and can probably do the job a lot, uh, a lot quicker. Um, and Might so, free up your internal resource to help you drive more value for the business too. Yep. And even for Ann, I have Ann filling in some of the roles of what the back office person should do. They're just not capable of it. And so once, you know, we have that second person, Ann, I'm going to have Ann, my you know, the first VA, train my second VA on tasks that right. she does, right? So I'm completely out of it. And uh, then Ann then is a little bit more freed up to work on, you know, projects that are you know more valuable to me as we as we more clearly define roles. That's that's how that's kind of our plans of, of how to do it next. What do you think your return on investment is? And before you answer that, what would happen if we if Ann got yanked out of the business? What what would that do for you? I mean, it would go, these things would fall back into my world or we would work internally to train somebody. But once again, it's part of it's a skill set of, of the people that you currently have. And some of them just aren't, they just aren't capable of it. Or you just have the right person because it's, it's not really their job. You know, a store manager, I can't have them tracking tire returns for like 12, 12 locations. Right. And, and right. so then we're asking them to do something that is you know beyond their day-to-day thing. It would become, uh, you know, it'd be a challenge for them to manage the, the two separate things. The other part is kind of the, the type of person, right? So, you know, in, in our business, we have a lot of sales people and they're good at operations, but they're not really good at administration. And so that's where they fall. So while, while Ann is really good at administration, that's where she uh, picks up. So ROI, I, I have no idea, but you know, the, some of the immediate tasks we gave her were, were following up on money that we knew was, you know, it was warranty like programs and, and insurance, uh, little insurance claims that money was falling through. And immediately, you know, she was getting us a lot more money back that we had previously been missing. Um, so she is more than paid for in this, this single task alone. And also teaching her how to manage tire inventory for us, just sending back tires that we don't sell and bringing in tires that are more popular just helps turn inventory and make money. Once again, I, I have no idea what that number is, but I, I know it's I know it's been a good investment uh, up to this point. So that's cool. How many hours a day have you gotten back of your, your life? I mean, giving Anne and I know in the beginning there was a lot of work to get her set up, but at some point, how many hours have you purchased back of your day to day? Well, some of these tasks I would just do at random, right? So like it would fall and fall and then I would pick up and I would do it. And then, you know, so I, some of these things I weren't, I wasn't doing on the regular uh, schedule that, that she is, I, I would say at least two to three hours you know, something in that range, probably, probably two hours. So, you know, 20, 20% of my, my day, maybe higher, maybe 30, yep. depending and on what, what it is and, and what kind of rabbit hole, you know, I'd go down that, that one thing starts and, and continues and I don't really track it, but I, I know there's some frustrations on that. There's some good value there if you're getting two or three hours of your day back. Yeah, for sure. Great. Brian, thanks a lot for your time today. We really appreciate you. Anything you want to find it, kind of finish up with to your fellow Midas people or any other franchisees out there who are considering this? You know, it's all mindset and, and what you want to do. And for us, it's, it's trying to think bigger and, you know, trying to take our business to the next level. And to, to do that, you know, our mindset needs to change. And while there are tasks and anything throughout the day that I, I know I could personally do, yeah. right. And it's trying to trade them what the true cost of that is. And if, if I can train you know, people around me and then also people virtually to do these tasks. Like I said, I, I, the returns I'm going to get by thinking bigger and focusing on bigger, you know, is, is huge 10 times what, you know, whatever it costs. So that's really what people got to think is, is get out of their, their current day to day and think, think bigger. The only way there's only so many hours in the day. So it's to multiply our efforts, you need to, you know, multiply the, the people. And so that's, that's what we're doing. And like I said, your, your company's been, been great and we're happy and we're going to hire maybe even an outbound sales is our next kind of idea and, you know, keep, keep adding to the team as we grow. So love it, Brian. Thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you sharing your story about my outdesk. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, thanks for having me.